Good morning, friends. Welcome to Stony Brook Church on this beautiful, glorious spring morning. I'm sure that you all are appreciating the sunshine and uh, warmer weather as we gather this morning, whether we're uh, here in person or at home worshiping with us. We are glad that you are here. I am Pastor Jennifer Casey. I bring you greetings on behalf of our preacher of the day, Pastor Mary Jo Yakel, along with our pastor emeritus, Pastor Bob Thomas, who is serving as today's online worship host. So if you are worshiping with us online, drop Pastor Bob a note in the comment section on Facebook or YouTube, and he will be happy to greet you this morning. Just as a reminder, we are sending a team of people down to central Appalachia this summer for our annual ASP trip. Both youth and adults will be attending that, and we have set a goal to raise $10,000 for this trip. That will help offset the participants' fees as well as support our traveling and support any projects that we might be um, able to help with when we get down to central Appalachia. If you are feeling called to give, you can do so either by sending in a check to the church office or going online uh, at stonybrook.church give. Registration for VBS is now open. Uh, VBS will be June 21st through 25th. We are excited that we're going to be able to do VBS in person this year. It's all going to be outside, and we'll be uh, implementing whatever are the current safety protocols at that time. So if your kiddos are interested, get them signed up. Uh, and if you are interested in volunteering, we would love to see you as well. You can do that on our website, stonybrook.church sbk. If you are a graduate or know of somebody who is graduating this spring, we would love to know about it because we are going to be celebrating our graduates on May 16th. So that's two, day, two weeks uh, from today. Uh, if you have a high schooler that's graduating or from college, uh, let us know by um, filling out the form that you will find on our website, stonybrook.church youth. Uh, to let us know that you are graduating so that we can celebrate you on May 16th and in the days to come. And friends, I invite you to mark your calendar for Sunday, May 23rd, as Stony Brook celebrates its 60th birthday. We are excited that it's also Pentecost Sunday, which many uh, uh, celebrate as the birthday of the Christian church and then in addition to both of those two things, as if that's not exciting enough, we're also going to be celebrating the addition of our new uh, shelter house. And so we'll be recognizing and dedicating uh, that on that day as well. Bill Barter, Nancy Mangini, Jennifer Hathaway, and Pastor Mary Jo have been taking care of all of the arrangements for this big celebration. If you have questions, you can reach out to one of them. Uh, in the meantime, we would love for you to submit a birthday greeting through video uh, for Stony Brook Church. And you can find out how to do that by going to the homebrook.church. Um, 
uh, or if you are worshiping online, Pastor Bob's going to drop a link in the comment section. You can simply click on that. Friends, today we will be celebrating Holy Communion. As you walked in, if you are in person, you received what we've been affectionately calling a cup in a cup. Uh, know that when we get to Holy Communion later in worship, it is a two-part opening process. The first part is uh, the cellophane. You will need to pull back to uh, receive the wafer. And then the second part is the foil part, uh, which will... Um, access the juice for you. If you are worshiping at home, we invite you to go to your kitchen and grab a piece of bread or a cracker and juice or water so that you have your elements uh, available and ready to go later in the worship service. When I let my dog out this morning, Benzie walked to the edge of the deck and he lifted his nose high up into the air and he breathed in deeply ready to receive whatever the world had to offer him I invite you to breathe in deeply as the prelude prepares our spirits for worship and we can receive whatever it is God has for us today
Will you join me in a spirit of prayer? Come to us, God, for we are waiting, waiting and hoping that your word of peace will soothe our fearful and doubting souls. Open our hearts to the message you would share with us today through song, prayer, and meditation that our souls might reach out, touch you, and believe. Amen. I invite you, as you are able, to rise either in body or in spirit, as Kevin leads our voices and we sing in our hearts. spirit of prayer. Oh God, your name is wonderful. Jesus, our Lord, our Savior, you are merciful, you are miraculous. How good you are to your creation. You offer sustenance and resources and love. 
how good you are to us, your beloved humans. Having your image embedded in our DNA, we reflect you in the world. We love one another, we support one another, we encourage one another. And yet, we are but human, and there are times when we fail to accurately reflect you. Forgive us, O merciful God. Forgive our tendencies to be selfish. Forgive the ways we allow our hurt to manifest itself into hurting others. Forgive the ways we've denied you by refusing to work toward a more just world. Forgive the ways we've closed our eyes to the plight of others. And so we turn back to you today. We face you with eyes open, hearts ready and hands willing. Make us instruments of your peace, your love, your mercy, your justice. As we turn to you open and willing, we pray for our world, for the pandemic crisis which continues to grow in India, for violence which continues to permeate our culture, for homes where families are unsafe, for those without homes, for those who are ill. Make your presence known to all of those, all of us, who are hurting. Make your presence known through us, your faithful, repentant servants. We trust in your goodness and your forgiveness and gratefully receive your mercy today. We pray all of this in the wonderful name of Christ Jesus. Amen. Sinners plunged beneath that flood. Blue. 
refer to this floor as being where the people do the work of God. We come up onto the chancel area and we listen to God and we get, we make our promises, especially in weddings, you know, that's where you go up and make your promises before all the people. Yeah, yeah. You know, when I do a wedding, you literally go up there. Turn around and face them and do it that way. But anyway, Everybody knows that when it comes to relationships, you have to come down to the valley where you farm the fields and take care of the goats and do the work of life, whatever it is in the current moment. It is almost on flat that floor that I promised you that I would let you know what was happening to me as soon as I did. I have to tell you something. I've known since Wednesday night and I can't tell you the number of people who have said, oh, you can tell me. And I said, no, 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 no. This group gets first dibs. Friends, I share with you today that one of the reasons why it's taken so long is because the West Ohio Annual Conference Cabinet and the East Ohio Annual Conference Cabinet tried to make it possible for me to be a pastor of a church closer to my dad in Worcester. And guess what the answer was? No. <laughs> and that's fine. Because West Ohio said, we have just the place for you. Don't worry about it. And you will know the name because it is the church where your new senior pastor is coming from. I will be serving Marion Epworth starting July 1, well, actually, the 27th of June, and we were introduced to each other Wednesday night, and I'm excited. You'll have to ask them if they're excited, but we are in a full-go mode. You know where you're heading. I know where I'm heading, and I don't want to ever be this much attention of the cabinets ever again. I like to ride under the radar and just do my work. Friends, that is family work. And now we'll put that to the side. Yes, 
because we have spiritual faith that we need to attend to this morning so that we might be encouraged to be the disciples of Jesus Christ in this day in the way that would be a helpful thing. During the months of May and June, we are going to use the book, The Acts of the Apostles, as our guide. We're going to use the readings that are encouraged for after Easter. Because did you know that in the lectionary there are no Old Testament readings during the season of Easter? They're just, it's the Acts of the Apostles. So we're going to use that as our guide, getting us ready for Pentecost, celebrating Pentecost, and then moving beyond Pentecost because it is an encouragement to remember that our acts now mean something, yes? We'll be beginning this morning in the third chapter, and I want to make a special invitation to you that there are 11 verses before I begin on the 12th, and I want you to go home and get your Bibles out and read the first part of chapter 3, because I want you to be immersed in the healing story that Peter and John engage. But hear these words as they might guide us on this day. When, people, when Peter saw it, he addressed the people. You Israelites, why do you wonder at this miracle? Or why are you staring at us as though by our power or piety we made him walk? The God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob, the God of our ancestors has glorified his servant Jesus, whom you handed over and rejected in the presence of Pilate, though he had decided to release him. But you rejected the holy and the righteous one and asked to have a murderer given to you. You killed the author of life, whom God raised from the dead. To this we are witnesses, and by faith in his name, his name itself has made this man strong, whom you see and know, and the faith that is through Jesus has given him this perfect health in the presence of all of you. And now, friends, I know that you acted out of ignorance as did also your rulers. In this way, God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets that his Messiah would suffer. Repent, therefore, and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out. The word of the Lord for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? And now, Almighty God, either through or in spite of this, thy servants speak to these, your beloved ones, who would choose to live according to your revelation in Jesus Christ. Amen. There is a wonderful segment of scripture, and I rather smiled when I heard Pastor Bob say 
that the 14th chapter of John would be included in the funeral service. It's one of my favorite. I love how it encourages us in an honest way to be of Christian faith. Before we talk about peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you, let not your hearts be troubled, and neither let them be afraid. There's this sentence that talks about the Holy Spirit. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything teach you everything. I, I want to encourage you to remember that there are some other descriptive words about the Holy Spirit that are also just as true as advocate. Now, I don't know if you're really acquainted or use the word advocate in your everyday life. I don't. It's like one of the, oh, that's pretty. Here, let me advocate for you. Are you going to help me or what? <laughs> There's a couple of other ones that also intrigue me that are definitive words about the Holy Spirit. One of them is the Spirit of Truth. Now, I don't know where you are in your journey of life, but I think it's important as Christians that we include diversity in our friendships. There needs to be at least one person in your small circle of care who will speak truth into your life. Loved you so much that you actually can hear what they have to say, especially when they say, we need to talk. Here is what I see, here is what I've heard, and here is how I felt. The spirit of truth is known as one of the descriptors of the Holy Spirit. There's another one, and I like this one even better, because truth speaking will get you labeled. But the other word is comforter. You know... When you're in angst moments and you are intentionally allowing yourself to be vulnerable to God, there is the possibility that the Holy Spirit will come and bring you peace, not as the world gives, do I give to you. These powerful names of the Holy Spirit are words that encourage us to be authentic and honest in our days. There was a season in my life where I began to crumble under what I perceived to be the proper expectations of a pastor. And the more I lived into those expectations, the more I was unable to fulfill what needed to be done. Finally, a person who loved me dearly said, this is what I see, and this is what I hear, and this is how I feel. Are you okay? And I said, no. With the care and love of multiple persons, I was given the opportunity to take a step back, not push forward, 
but to take a step back and to experience a year of what is called clinical pastoral education in the realm of clergy. A whole year where I could be with a circle of folk who I would learn to trust and care about and reflect upon what I was doing, where I was going, and how to move forward instead of backwards. We gathered as that team, there were about 15 of us in the room, and we started our year-long journey together, and the question was offered out, what one word would you use to describe faith? Would you like to know how many of us used one word? Zero. We all got kind of wordy because, <clears throat> forgive me, us pastors get wordy. I did get very clear. If I only could use one word, that word would be yes. That word would be yes. Since that moment, I have learned that even the powerful, clear no, and I had personal experience of that this week, <laughs> became an absolute God-blessed yes soon thereafter. We are a people of the God of yes and more. I want to lift to you out of this scripture the desire of Peter to be a follower who says yes to God. Can you imagine? This is not long after the crucifixion. This is not long after the resurrection. This is right in the middle of an emotional powerhouse season for Peter. Remember what Peter did during those days that led up to the cross? He said, I will not, I will not forsake you. I will not deny you. And then did it three times. Not once. Three. How good do you think his soul felt? Not only that, but he couldn't even hang out with Jesus at the hardest moment upon the cross. Peter was not there. The one whom we call the rock, upon whom the church will build itself. Yes, Lord. Jesus, Peter is the one upon whom we can point to and say, it does not matter how we have lost our way. It only matters that today we choose to say yes to God. These are powerful words. It's been a few weeks since I used the imagery of the doors, especially the double doors in a hotel, and who gets to open what. The power of the image of door has been something that's been consistently in my life and evolves over time. If we truly have been set up to live faith fully, then... We need to stand beside Peter in all of his history of sin and then coming to this moment 
and looks into a man's eyes and says, You who have been crippled since the day you were born, I have nothing to give you but what I do have. I will give you in the power of the name of Jesus. Rise and walk. I will give what I have to offer. There is a beautiful poem called I Stand by the Door. It's written by Sam Shoemaker. Now, if you've been around for a while, that's an old name. And I'm going to own right away that the language of this poem is written in a way that does not overtly include all the gender. But I want to honor the man who wrote it. And I want to tell you that this is one of the ways of looking forward to the God of yes. I stand by the door. I neither go too far in nor stay too far out. The door is the most important door in the world. It is the door through which men walk when they find God. There is no use of my going way inside and staying there when so many are still outside and they, as much as I, crave to know where the door is. And all that so many ever find is only the wall where the door ought to be. They creep along the wall like blind ones, with outstretched groping hands feeling for the door, knowing there must be a door, yet they never find it. So I stand by the door. The most tremendous thing in the world is for one to find that door, that door to God. The most important thing that anyone can do is to take hold of one of those blind groping hands and put it on the latch, the latch that only clicks and opens to that one's touch. Men die outside the door like starving beggars die on cold nights in cruel cities in the dead of winter. Die for want of what? is within their grasp. They live on the other side of it, live because they have not found it. Nothing else matters compared to helping them find it and open it and walk in and find God. So I stand by the door. Oh, go in, great saints. Go all the way in. Go way down to the cavernous cellars and way up to the spacious attics. In a, it is a vast, roomy house, this house where God is. Go into the deepest of hidden casements of withdrawal, of silence, of sainthood. Some must inhabit those inner rooms and know the depth and height of God. And call outside to the rest of us who wonder at it all. Sometimes I take a deeper look in, sometimes venture a little further, but my place seems to be at the door. So I stand by the door. There is another reason why I stand there. 
So many people get way in and become afraid, lest God and the zeal of God's house devour them. For God is so very great and asks all of us. And these people feel a cosmic claustrophobia and want to get out. Let me out, they cry, and the people wait inside only terrify them more. Somebody must be by the door to tell them that they are spoiled for the old life. They have seen too much. One taste of God, and nothing but God will do anymore. Somebody must be watching for the frightened who seek to sneak out just where they came in to tell them how much better it is inside. The people, too, far in do not see how near these are to leaving, preoccupied with the wonder of it all. Somebody must watch for those who have entered the door but would like to run away. So for them, too, I stand by the door. I admire the people who go away in, but I wish they would not forget how it was before they got in. Then they would be able to help the people who have not yet even found the door, or the people who want to run away again from God. You can go in too deeply and stay in too long and forget the people outside the door. As for me, I shall take my accustomed place near enough to hear God and know God is there but not so far from men as not to hear them. And remember, they are there too. Where? Outside the door. Thousands of them. Millions of them. But more important for me, one of them, two of them, ten of them, whose hands I am intended to put on the latch. So I stand by the door and wait for those who seek it. I'd rather be a doorkeeper. So I stand by the door. Friends, it is the outward and visible sign of our commitment to that passion of life, where the broken bread and the poured out life-giving blood of our Lord is remembered. So let us prepare our hearts and minds for this act of communion on this Sunday. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. 
When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, brought us to a land flowing with milk and honey, and set before us the way of life. Mm. And so with your people on earth and all the company in heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you, and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. By the baptism of the suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us the new covenant by water and the Spirit. By your great mercy, we have been born anew to a living hope through the resurrection of your Son from the dead, and to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. Once we were no people, now we are your people, declaring your wonderful deeds in Christ, who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. When the Lord Jesus ascended, he promised to be with us always in the power of your word and Holy Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took the bread gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, when the supper was over, he took the cup. Again, he returned, Thanks to you. He gave it to his disciples and said, Drink of this, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. On the day you raised him from the dead, he recognized by his disciples in the breaking of the bread and in the power of your Holy Spirit, your church has continued in breaking of the bread and sharing of the cup. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Christ Jesus, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on all of the ways that we are gathered and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world, until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty God now and forever. And now, with the confidence of the children of God, let us pray together the prayer that Jesus taught us by saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, 
and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. The body of Christ given for you, take, eat, in remembrance. The blood of Christ shed for you. Take, drink in remembrance. O disciples of Jesus Christ, go into this world as the brightness of love that you are, knowing that the Holy Spirit will forever be with you and bringing you forward in Jesus' name. Amen. You are invited to rise as you are able, in body or in spirit, as we proclaim this hymn, Precious Name, sung by David, celebrated by us. Take your conversations to the parking lot. I have learned so much from you. Let us join together in the traditional benediction. 
May the peace of the Lord Christ go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness, protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors. Amen. Thank you.